mercy for his grace. I'm thanking him for guiding me even when I couldn't see. Some of us got delivered by the Lord and didn't even know that we need deliverance. Isn't it something somebody said that God takes care of babies and fools. I'm glad that God is not like some people that I have met in my lifetime. You know, when some of them are through with you, they're done. But although we have all sinned against God, he loves us. And he's willing to forgive us. If you don't have anything else to say thank you, Jesus, for, we ought to thank him for his blood. For the remission of sins. Because no one can enter into heaven if they are not covered with the blood of Jesus. Let's give God some more praise. I want to talk to you today about I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You know, regardless of how smart we may believe that we are, we may all find ourselves in the position of not knowing what to do. Sometimes we can be so messed up in the head, Sean. We'll have a phone to our ear. We'll be running late. Because we can't find where our phone is at. <laughs> we'll be in the car, in the driveway, about to go on by our way. Then we remember that we forgot something on the inside of the house. We'll take the keys, unlock the doors, go into the house, and then stand. <laughs> because we forgot what we went in there for. This just doesn't happen to seniors. This happens to pre-seniors too. Cause the man sometimes is messed up. And we don't know what to do. Sometimes we may come to the crossroad in our lives where we just get stuck. Our emotions are up and down. Our anxiety increases. Friends start to look and act like strangers and enemies. And it appears that our world has been turned upside down. It's a terrible feeling to be sitting in a dark room with the light on. Full of emotions and no clue regarding what we should do. What should we do next? Where should we go next? And I want you to keep in mind, always remember this, that when we are going through challenging times, those times do not discourage Satan from tampering with our lives. Satan will not wait until we finish dealing with 
a thing that we had in our lives. He'll come in whenever he gets ready to. He brings confusion. He brings discouragement. He doesn't just attack middle age, but he attacks the young and the old, the single and the married. He comes for all races. He doesn't discriminate. He stops by to visit everyone, but his favorite house to visit is ours. He likes to visit our house because he doesn't have us where he wants us. He knows that God is the head of our lives and he wants to do something about that. Sometimes trouble seems like it will never end. But somebody said that trouble don't last forever. Amen. Amen. Somebody said if we can just make it to the morning, we will find joy and the joy that we're looking for. Amen. Amen. And I want you to know that if we can't find the joy on Monday morning, we have to be determined to live and to wake up every morning until we find what we are looking for. I want to take a commercial break. What I am about to tell you, I believe, is not stated enough, especially in the pulpit. I am going to be blunt and straight to the point. Nothing that happens to us in this life is worth taking our own lives. Let me say that again. Somebody didn't hear that. You know, we can get so down to where we will start thinking in a weird way. But I don't care what it is. It's not worth you taking your life. Whatever has our mind tripping while we are on this journey. We need to get rid of it. Holding on to things that hurt us is not beneficial for our well-being or our state of mind. Giving up is not an option. When we have Jesus in our lives, we don't have to give up. We get up. And we keep things moving. How can we give up when we know that we have God's favor? How can we give up when we know that we have the victory that's only found in Jesus? Amen. But being in a state of confusion can have us thinking emotionally versus rationally. This can happen to anyone that has a brain. Some folks say, I think I'm going crazy. Well, there's a lot of folk going crazy these days. Amen. And we're going down the wrong path simply because we've been trying to do this thing all by ourselves. You know, if you want to get stronger, L.A. Fitness is not the place to go. <laughs> if you want to get stronger, you need to go to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Are y'all going to be with me today? I just got a little Bible study lesson today. I want you to turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians. Now, we've been learning the books of our Bible. Now, 1 Corinthians is in front of what? Ooh, look at y'all. 
1 Corinthians chapter number 10. I want you to look at it and I want you to believe it. See, Dion, everything that we read, we say that we believe it, but we truly don't believe it in our hearts. And it seems real as long as I'm not going through it. I'll tell you that God is a deliverer when I don't have anything to be delivered from. But sometimes my, 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 my mind plays tricks on me when it's time for God to deliver me and I find out that I don't have as much faith in God as I thought I did. See, when a person has a, a refrigerator full of food and, and, and a freezer that's stuffed to the limit, you know, if you ask them, how is God? They're going to say, God is good. And he's good all of the time. But when that fool dwindles and when you don't have the things that you think that you need in your life and you have to depend upon God, sometimes when folks say, how you doing? We say, I'm just trying to live and trying to make it. But I want you to know that whether we have food or not, God is always good all of the time. And the food that we need, God has a, 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 a provision to get us whatever it is that we need. We have to believe. That God is. Yes. You don't understand that, do you, Houston? What is God? He's my helper. He's my friend. He's my everything. He's my rock. Amen. He's my shield. He's my provider. That's right. He's my protector. Yeah. Whatever I need, I have to believe that God is. And let me tell you something, church. Come closer, listen. That faith does not start on Sunday morning. Sometimes we got to walk through some things to know who God is. Sometimes we got to experience some things. You know, Christians, sometimes we cry and we say, why me? Why am I going through this? Why has God put me in this position? Let me tell you something. When God works on you, instead of asking why, start thanking him. Because when God works on us, we would never turn out to be just like we were. God always works on us for the better. But the point is, a lot of times while God is taking us through uh, basic training, we go AWOL. Sometimes we can't even uh, uh, listen to God enough because God works too slow. I prayed to God for two weeks and he didn't show up. Not realizing that maybe the answer for the last two weeks was no. Oh, y'all ain't ready for this, are you? You know, as Christians, let me just say this. As Christians, we have to get used to hearing no, no, and not yet. Because everything that we ask God for, he knows that we're not ready to receive. There are some things. That we may be looking for. But God knows if he gave it to us. We'll turn our back on him. So he makes us wait. But I want to go back to 1 Corinthians. Sean, why didn't you tell my head this in my ear? We thought you were looking cool. See, I ain't got no friends around here. <laughs> Dion just laughing at me. You Let me go ahead and, and walk alone. 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. D, where are we at? Verse number 12. What does it say? Therefore, Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Now, let me tell you something. This is a good verse. We got some folk who've been in the church for a long time. 
And all they got to show for it is they've been in church for a long time. <laughs> Don't ever think that you are exempt from trouble. Because trouble will find you whether you've been in church for three days or three decades. What does it say? Read it again for me, D. Therefore, Therefore, let him who thinks he stands. If you think you stand, don't be so confident. Keep going. Take heed lest he fall. Right when you think you got it all together, that's when you are at your weakest moment. So always understand, I have not arrived, but I am headed in the right direction. Amen. Amen. Keep reading, Brother Dion. No temptation. No temptation. Has overtaken you. Has overtaken you. Except such as common to man. You ain't the only one going through something. That's right. You know, when we go through things, it appears that we are the only ones who are going through stuff. It seems like everybody else's life is together. When we go to the mall and walk in the mall, you know, we see uh, couples and we see families and it look like they have all the things that they need together. Not even knowing they're not even husband and wife, they're brothers and sisters. Hmm. But it always appears that somebody on the outside has it better than we do. But the Bible is saying, regardless of what we're going through, God wants us to know this stuff is common. Amen. Amen. This is no new created thing. You're not the only one who has experienced it. And, and it gives me joy because if I'm not the only one who has experienced it, it let me know that God has delivered somebody from what I'm going through before. Amen. What that means is if he's already made a deliverance, I'm waiting on my blessing. Amen. Amen. Keep reading. But God is faithful. God is faithful. I like this verse. Even when you and I start to doubt. Even when we get fed up, even when we feel that there is no out, the Bible says that God is what? Faithful. You can always depend upon him. He's always going to come through on his promises. The Bible says what? Who will not allow you to be tempted. Now watch this. God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape. That you may be able to bear it. Y'all didn't hear that, did you? It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. Lord, I feel like I'm losing my mind. I can't keep things together. I just feel like I'm going to give up. God said, hey, I know how much you can handle. Amen. 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 I'm the one who created you. Amen. Say it, brother. I knew you before you knew yourself. God said, I know how hot to turn things. And let me tell you something. Sometimes as Christians, you may not agree with this. I don't care because it's true. We need the heat turned up in our lives sometimes. Amen. Amen. Because God chastises those whom he what? Loves. Amen. Say it, brother. Say it. He ain't trying to kill us. He's trying to keep us from killing ourselves. Amen. Amen. That's right. God said, hey, regardless of what you're going through, let me let you know this. This is nothing to me. This is common to man. I understand it. And I'm not going to put so much on you that you can't bear it. Amen. Amen. I'm going to give you an escape. Right when you think that you can't go a step further, I'm going to show up and deliver you. Amen. Are you understanding this? Amen. Amen. We may be tempted to do some things that are not a part of our Christian character. But we don't have to give in to temptation. Amen. Amen. God has an escape 
plan for us. As a matter of fact, God had our escape planned before we even encountered our trouble. We need to stop thinking that we need an answer from God right now. Sometimes when we're praying to the Lord, we want him to come at that very second. But God is not going to always come when we want him to come. He's going to show up when it's convenient for him. He's always going to show up when it's the right time. Amen. Amen. But while God is working on me and while things are happening in my life, I have to continue to believe that this thing ain't going to take me out. You know, a lot of us, and if you know you have some chemical imbalances or so forth, you know you need to talk to people. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to folk who just be tripping themselves out. Some of us are just on a trip. You know, I was walking my little bitty dog the other day, and he kept jumping back and kept jumping back. And I realized what he was jumping uh, from. He was actually running from his own shadow. Because mm. <laughs> I ain't going to lie, he had me jumping a little bit. He jumped, I jumped. I'm like, what you see? But the point is, a lot of us are tripping ourselves out. We think we need to be medicated. Now, again, if you need medicine, take it. I'm, not ta I'm talking to folk who just be tripping. We think we need all this stuff to get us to, to think right. How about trying Jesus? How about talking to Jesus sometime? But you know why we don't want to talk to him? Because he moves too slow. just a little Bible study today. Amen. There's sometimes we may get tempted, as I said a little bit earlier, to kill ourselves. You would be surprised at how many people have contemplated suicide. Because Satan is letting them know or telling them, this is what you need to do. To get out of this mess. That's right. But God said. I have an escape. That's right. yeah. Listen Lansing. The escape that God gives us. Is never suicide. Amen. 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 People are contemplating. Is it wrong to kill yourself? Will God send you to hell uh, for killing yourself? Well you know what? If you kill yourself. You can't even ask for forgiveness. Amen. Amen. So if God won't forgive you for it, what you going to do? So it's best to take the heat, take whatever you're going through, Amen. trust in God, Amen. and look for the escape. But the escape is not killing yourself. Amen. Amen. You know, sometimes when people think of killing themselves, they think of taking a gun and blowing their brains out. There are multiple ways to kill yourself. Some of us, we're going through something and we can't even sleep without a drink. We can't wake up and function without drinking. You know that's of the devil. Why? Because when you were born, they didn't put cognac in your bottle and stick it in your mouth. I'm going to preach like I want to preach today. You don't know this, 
This helps me with my nerves. It ain't helping you with your nerves. It's destroying your body. You don't understand. God does not have to take your feet from under you to make you fall. If God just stepped back from you, you can't stand. But he wants to bless you. He wants to bless me. And, you know, a lot of times people, you know, they look at lessons like this and they're like, well, what what happened? I I don't understand what's going on. What I'm trying to tell you is all that garbage that we listen to, that mess don't work. Quit believing. Oh, he's beautiful. He's good. He's God. He loves me. He'll never do anything. He's going to save me no matter what I do. I'm always going to be saved. I can diss him. I can dismiss him. I can curse him. I can blame him. I can do anything I want to. And he's good. Yeah, he is good, but he will get you because he is God and he deserves respect. When you are going through something, you need to take it to God. Quit taking it to drugs. I'm going to preach. It's on my heart. You know, it came to a point, even in the Bible, when Moses died, the children of Israel, they started crying. And they cried and cried. You know what God told them? All right. It's time to move on. It's time for us to get things together. You remember... When David got Bathsheba pregnant, she had a child. That child was sick. God could have saved the child. God could have done whatever he wanted to do, but God chose not to save the child. But while David was going through it, he wouldn't eat. What was that? All right. That's the devil, ain't it? I'm hearing some talk. I'm like, that ain't me. Unless I'm tripping. Maybe I'm on drugs today. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, take two. But listen, David wouldn't eat, wouldn't do anything. But when the baby died, they were even afraid to even go to him and let him know what happened because they saw how grieved he was. But after the baby died, David got up, washed his face, got something to eat. And they didn't understand. Well, see, David let them know while the child was alive, perhaps God would have done something to turn things around. But now that the child is gone, I know there's nothing I can do. He can't come to me, but I can go to where he is. I'm going to say something. I don't want you to listen real good. We love one another. But we were not put here to last forever. We cannot waste our lives, give up when God takes a loved one. Y'all ain't hearing this, are you? We got to learn how to move on. Because if we don't move on, we telling God, this person right here is stronger than you are. I need this person. But listen, when you were born, was that person there to give you life? Nobody in this room gave us life. We got to learn how to move on. People are going to continue to die. You know, I was at a funeral not long ago, and this guy, he got so angry. He was cussing and 
kicking and screaming. And I'm thinking to myself, you might as well chill because your time is coming too. Why are you mad at God? Your number just didn't get pulled. But it's, it's in the bucket. We got to learn how to move on. I don't care what you're going through. God has a way for us to escape. You say, well, God, he hasn't given me a way to escape. Have you asked him? Let me go to 2 Chronicles. Now, this one is a little bit more difficult. 2 Chronicles follows what book? Boy, y'all are on it. 2 Chronicles, chapter number 16. You over there, Dion? Got you. 2 Chronicles, chapter number 16, verse number 12. Look at what the Bible says. It says what? And in the 39th year, in the 39th year of, his reign, of his reign, Asa became diseased. Asa became diseased. In his feet. Keep going. And his malady was mm -hmm. severe. Keep going. Yet in his disease. Now watch this. Yet in his disease, he got sick. He was sick. He had a disease. Yet in his disease, what? He did not seek the Lord, but the physicians. Let me talk about this. Some of us need an escape. Because we have a lot of pressure in our lives. But the question this afternoon is, have you talked to Jesus about it? The Bible says this individual had became diseased in his feet. I don't blame him for going to the doctors. I don't blame him for trying to do what the doctors told him to do. But the question is, if he wanted to be healed, if he wanted to be delivered, why didn't he go to the deliverer? Amen. Amen. Say it. Why didn't he go to Jesus? Amen. We need to learn how to go to Jesus, take all of our burdens there, and leave them right with him. Why? Because the Bible teaches us God will not put too much on us that we can't handle. I'm going to show you something else. A verse that you read a long time ago, you continue to read, and, 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 and we get hyped when we read it. I'm going to put it in some context. Let's go over to Romans chapter number 8. Look at verse number 25. Romans chapter number 8. We're going to make this make sense. Romans chapter number 8. Verse number 25. The Bible says what? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. We need to have some hope. And we need to keep, continue to endure until the end. We can't give up hope. No matter what happens, you cannot give up. Do you, you, are y'all understanding what I'm telling you right now? You can never give up. Because if you give up, you're giving up your hope. If you give up your hope, you gave up everything. You are an individual. You are a child of God. And regardless of what you're going through, you can never give up your hope. Amen. Amen. Even when people tell you there is no hope for you, there's always hope as long as Jesus is sitting on the throne. Amen. Keep going. Likewise. Likewise. The spirit also helps in our weakness. The spirit Helps in our way. God knew that we weren't going to be able to do this by ourselves. He knew that the flesh was weak. So he gives us his indwelling Holy Spirit. So it behooves us to continue to walk in the Spirit because we need the Spirit. The Spirit really comes to life in our weakness. The Spirit helps to guide us. Keep going. 
For we do not know what we should pray for. We don't even know what we should be praying about. Keep going. For as we ought. For as we ought. But the Spirit himself. Keep going. Makes intercession for us. Let me explain this. Sometimes we are praying for physical things. But we need to be praying for spiritual things. You know, we may be praying for a sandwich. But we should be praying that we believe that God will deliver us a sandwich. Y'all ain't understanding this. What I'm saying is, when we believe, when we put God first, when we walk in the spirit, God has the ability. He is the source from all the sources that we know in the world. He is the, 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 the paramount. He's at the top. He is the source. Nobody can trump God. Sometimes the only thing that we can think to pray for are the things that we can touch, the things that we can see. But we need to be asking God to increase our faith in him. So if we can't see it, we still can believe that he will deliver whatever it is that we need in our lives. We need to be asking God for spiritual things. We're asking God, can you please uh, bless Sister Keller so she'll stop talking about me can you still bless her so she'll leave me alone instead of saying lord give me the ability to love you even in spite of what folk are doing to me amen amen help me to overlook some of these minor things some of us right now we have diarrhea because somebody don't like us stomach all messed up can't eat Where's your faith in God? Y'all don't understand something. I'm going I'm to bring something to life for you. Just hold on. I'm paying for the gas today. Read. With groanings which cannot be uttered. Keep reading. Now he who searches their hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. He makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. God answers prayers that are in his will. Keep going. And we know that all things We work know that together, all things what? work together for good. Keep going. To those who love God. Keep going. To those who are the called according to his purpose. Read that verse again. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God. To those who are called according to his purpose. Let me explain this. We should never let God's shuffle mess up our minds. Amen. See, God may mix some things up in our lives. Amen. Amen. But he's working those things out for our good. Amen. Amen. Say it, brother. We may not look at those things as being good because we don't understand. That's why we have to depend upon him, believe in him, continue to follow him. He, you know, God, you know, sometimes when people move away from us, we look at it as a bad thing. But we have to let God clean up our lives. The Bible says all things work together for good. How is it that God is mixing things up? In our lives and he's working things out in our lives but we look at it as a, a detestable thing we look at it as a, a, a bad thing an abomination we don't want certain things to happen in life if God didn't do certain things in our lives we would be messed up Amen. when God is moving things around it's all good because it's all God I wish I had a witness up in here Amen. Amen. see 
I'm getting to the point in life where I'm starting to realize the only thing that I have control over is nothing. I got to depend upon God. And sometimes God will make some drastic changes in your life. But you have to go with those changes. Why? Because he's God. He's working things out for our good. He's not going to put too much on us. Why? Because if he does put a lot on us, he's going to give us a way to escape. We need God to deal with us so we can deal with whatever we are going through. You know, there's a scripture that comes to mind. We're going to go back to 2 Chronicles. It's in 2 Chronicles. I want you to look at this. Sean, I'm almost done. It's in 2 Chronicles chapter number 20. Second Chronicles chapter number 20. And I want you to look at verse number 17. And, and, and we're going to talk about this. Second Chronicles chapter number 20. Verse number 17. What does it say? You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. The Bible says you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves. Keep going. Stand still. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. And see the salvation of the Lord. Keep going. Who is with you. Who is with you. Keep going. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Oftentimes, we are fighting battles that don't even belong to us. Amen. Amen. Sometimes our minds are running 100 miles per hour. When we really should be chilling and waiting on the salvation of the Lord. We're just talking a little bit today, Sean. Now, I'm going to tell you something that's probably going to trip you out. You always hear Brother Kinsey talk about the blessing is where? In the movement. I've said that before. But I want you to look at verse number 17. The Bible says, stand still. Sometimes, instead of running around like a chicken with no head, we need to stand still and watch the salvation of the Lord. Now, I know I have some theologians here. And you're probably wondering, well, how can you use that verse and also encourage us to keep moving? I'm going to show you. Look again. The Bible says you will not need to fight this battle. You see that? Look at the next two words. Position yourself. When you stand still, when you position yourself and stand still, standing still is a move. I know this is going to be a little hard to get through. You don't need to be running to move. The Bible says position yourself. That means I need to be in the right mental position. I need to be in the right spiritual position position so when I get to that position I can stand still and watch the salvation of the Lord I'm not just sitting still I'm not just 
just waiting on something to happen. I'm, I, I, it's not like I'm not exerting some energy into what's going on. But what the Bible is letting us know, we have to get into position. And that's the next thing I want to talk about. We don't know how to get into position like we're supposed to. Two teams. One plays organized ball. The other plays hood ball. Now, brothers who shoot rock, you know what I'm talking about. It's amazing how you'll take a school that's deep in the city. They got some potential NBA players. And you go somewhere out in the suburb with some guys who look like they can't do nothing. But they got that. How do they do that? They're in position. See, everybody on the team can't be a Michael Jordan. They got to be in position. Are, are, are y'all with me? Amen. God said, you're going through something. I need you to stand still. Lord, I, I, I can't stand still. This is happening. I got to move. I'm going crazy. I'm telling you, I'm losing it. I'm going crazy. God said, hey. Position yourself. Stand still and watch me do what I do. Amen. Now, I know this is not making a lot of sense to you, but it's going to make sense in a minute. A lot of times we believe that we have to keep things going in our mind. I got to keep thinking about it. I got to keep talking about it. Sometimes we need to stop thinking about it, stop talking about it, and give it all to God and get in the position that we're supposed to be in. You ain't getting it, are you? We need to be in the right spiritual condition and position to be victorious during a spiritual warfare. Bringing logic and reasoning to spiritual warfare is like bringing a knife to a gunfight. I'm going to get somewhere. We all need to be locked and loaded in the spirit. What am I talking about? Stop thinking because you stopped some bad habits that your heart has been changed. I'm almost done. I know folk don't like to hear it like this. But you know, like I always tell y'all, when you see God... You ain't going to be able to tell him on me. You ain't going to say he ain't teach me nothing like that. I'm going to tell you all what's in the word of God. Amen. I'm going to learn you something today. <laughs> Sometimes we change some things in our lives and it make us think we've arrived. We think we've changed. We ain't changed. We just alter some of our crazy ways. We can't change our own heart. We have to give our lives to Jesus. God has to change us. The Bible says we need to get into position. And you and I, we need to get in the right position to be blessed. Now, now I'm, I'm saying this over and over and over and over again. And, and there's some folk that are looking at me like, where are you going with this? What are you saying? I'm going to tell you 
What a lot of evangelists who are on the television don't tell you. They just, they just tell you if you rub your Bible, you'll get a blessing. If you put in $100, look for 1000 But what I'm going to tell you is you can put in $100 and not get anything. Because God is bigger than just money. Are y'all with me? I'm almost done, but I'm, I'm about to go ahead and let the last rocket out. Let's go to 1 John. Let's go to 1 John. I'm going to show you why standing still and being in the right position is keeping it moving. 1 John, I'm almost there. 1 John, I know you know what that's in front of. First John chapter number two. First John chapter number two. I'm going to show you how to get in the right position. You've been praying? You want a blessing? Let me show you how to get one. You ready? First John chapter number two, verse number 15. Dion, what does it say? Do not love the world. Or the things in the world. Stop there. You, you didn't think that standing still and getting in the right position was keeping it moving. But the Bible says, hey, if you want a blessing, give up the world. See, we can't keep holding on to things and expecting for God to bless us in abundance. If you want God to take liquor out of your life, put down the bottle. Y'all didn't hear this. The bottle that you got in your cabinet for that has on it, and we'll label them too. Only burst in case of emergency. Take that bottle, pour out all the contents. You want to stop smoking? The one square you got at the crib, flush it down the toilet. Well, I just got hit this here just in case if I have an attack and I need to take a smoke. If you got a cigarette in your house and you saying you want to smoke, you want to stop smoking, you are lying to yourself. I know you didn't come to hear this. That's why I'm hurrying up. I want to show you what it means to get in position. You are keeping it moving. Why? Because you got to change some things in your life. If you want some new things to happen in your life, you know, some folk, you know, how are we walking around with our head down, look like we're ready to die, look like we don't want to do nothing, we can't work right, we, we getting bad reviews, we're always late everywhere we go, our stomach is all messed up, we just look bad, we don't cover our hair no more, we don't brush our teeth like we're supposed to, we just look bad. Why do we look like that? Because we gave up. You know why? Because we can't stand still enough and get in the right position for God to bless us. Look what he says. If you want to get in the right position, stop loving the world or the things that are in the world. Get rid of that stuff. Kirin Dion. If anyone loves the world, 
the love of the Father is not in him. We got to stop saying we love Jesus when we got the world all in us. Y'all okay with Bible study on Sunday morning, ain't you? This came to me, Sister Patricia. This is why Christians struggle. This is why we think God ain't listening to us. Because we ain't listening to him. He said, don't even love that stuff. You got to make room for me. Get in the right position. You know, if you're not in the right position, God can dispatch a blessing. You think it came from Satan. Shonda getting lower and lower on me. <laughs> Keep reading, Dion, because I think I got to exit. Keep reading. If anyone loves the world. If anyone loves the world. The love of the Father is not in him. Keep going. For all that is in the world. What's in the world? The lust of the flesh. The stuff that make me feel good. The lust of the eye. The stuff I love to look at. And the pride of life. The stuff I love to brag about that I do. Is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now here's 17. One and more. The Bible says what? And the world is passing away. It ain't going to be here always. And the lust of it. Keep going. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Getting caught up in the world is coming. But that's just the stuff that mess up our heads. Worldly deeds mask the real issue. Amen. Amen. The true issue that is that we need God. Now, let me just say this. How can we truly know who God has for us? I'm talking to my single women and brothers. The married folks say, thank God he ain't talking to us no more. <laughs> I mean, this is, some, this is some deep stuff. I mean, you got to really understand what God is saying. The devil got us around here looking like hobos. Wore out. You 40 looking like you 68. <laughs> Bags on your eyes big enough to put in groceries. <laughs> Are y'all understanding? All because we are out of position. We can't have both, Sean. It'd be good if we could have both. I would have both if I could, but I got to let Satan go. How can I expect for God to deliver me where I want to be delivered? And I'm loving the world. The Bible says, stand still. Because when you're in position, you're in the right place. Have you ever seen a baseball player who plays? He knows the batter. He knows how the batter hits. So you'll see him. Once you see him do that, you know why he's doing that? He's getting in position. Now, ain't no point in having a powerhouse up the bat. And you walk up toward the pitcher. You out. Oh, y'all starting to understand this. See, this is what I like about y'all. Y'all smart. Now, when God says stand still, he's not meaning that we can't move. What he's saying is stand still. Set your position. You are in the right place. You ain't got to keep running. And you ain't got to keep going crazy. 
get in your position. And he say, and watch me do my thing. Amen. Amen. That's what he's saying. Amen. Amen. He said, but look, let's keep it 100. I'm going to come, but you got to come out the world. Because in me, there is no darkness. I need you to let the world go. Let the things of the world go. Because he's letting us know the world is going to pass away. The stuff that we love to do today, it ain't going to always be here. You know, a long time ago, they used to say, uh, here today, gone tomorrow. No, you here today, gone today. But look what it says. He says, the world is passing away and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Amen. Amen. Let me go back to my single people because this is so paramount. I understand this. Can we be sure that the person that we are dating and having relations with is the right person for us? You're looking for a blessing from the Lord and you're messing around with Satan. Y'all, is this too much? That climax can bring your whole life down. Some of us would have never got married had not we had sex first. I'm going to preach it. I'm going to preach it because it's the truth. Listen, even if you don't obey it, be knowledgeable. Get wisdom. But with all you're getting, get it and understand. Don't walk around here like, no, you're not dumb. You're smart. You're intelligent. Listen, how, listen, if God was going to physically walk through this building, would you be holding hands with the devil? But we're shack in front of them. Think about it. How are we supposed to marry somebody that we love? Is it love or lust? I'm going to tell you, they both feel the same. <laughs> Sometimes lust feels a little better, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to keep it one on it. So you want to get in the right position, ladies, to catch a good man. You're not going to find him in your bedroom. Brothers, you want to find a good woman. You got to quit chasing the bar chicks. And, and, and that ain't going to work. I'm going to go to the bar. And I'm going to wait till I hear they say, this is the last call for alcohol. All you, all you players out there, I know you got a woman that you've been looking at all night that you just want to ask for just that one dance. You drunk, you looking at her. <laughs> this is how it happens. And before you know it, you done married somebody who you had no business even saying hello to. 
Because you are out of position. position. Yeah. Amen. See. How you expect to catch a blessing and you, uh, God is like, I'm going to throw the blessing here. You over there. Talking about, I can't see it. making sense yes. is it making sense to y'all yes. the devil got us tricked uh, the, the, hey hey this is my baby this is my baby this, this is my fiance we uh <laughs> we in love and i love him he loved me he pitching all on you that stuff don't mean nothing nothing but i wanted to make that that point because that's one of the Sore spots kind of in the church, you know, because I understand folk want to be married. You want to have uh, uh, that, that significant other. I understand that. I understand. You know, I understand. I really understand. You understand? I understand. You know, I understand. You understand? And you know what I noticed? No matter if you're 25 or 55 or 65, and some of y'all kind of hot 75. You won't, but you won't. But you got to put yourself in the right position and stand still. You ain't got to take nobody husband from them. You ain't got to run up and take nobody wife. That ain't your position. Oh, it's good, ain't it? Somebody says, shut up. <laughs> but this is the thing. That's why we say, I don't know what to do. We've ran out of options. You know why? Because we ain't willing to say, Lord, I'm going to get in the right position. And I'm going to stand still. And I'm going to watch you do your thing. And Lord, if what I think should happen is not what you want to happen, I'm going to still stand still. I'm going to still believe in you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to praise you. Why? Because I have been groomed and trained to receive and to accept a no answer from you. Because whatever your will is, Lord, let that be done. But the problem, church, is we can't quite get into position. I got one more scripture. Me and my Bible study talked about this. Matthew chapter number 15. That sounds familiar, Bible study students? Matthew 15. Man, this is so real. It's real. You know what? Some of us, you remember, uh, we read about Asa who had that foot disease but didn't even ask the Lord about it. Right? Some of us ain't even praying. We ain't even praying. But there's a reason why we're not praying. Some of us are not praying, but we're still expecting to receive a blessing. We don't, we ain't even in the right position. Matter of fact, we don't even know where the position is at. Some of us, we've lost our way. And this is why I'm here. This is why we're here. We're here to talk. You know, a long time ago, back in the day, folks used to go to church and get beat down and beat up. When you left, one thing that you knew, preacher said, I'm going straight to hell with gasoline underwear on. You know what I'm saying? That's what you do. It ain't that type of party. I ain't got to tell you where you go. I can't send you nowhere. Shoot, I'm trying to stay out of hell. I'm trying to, hell, how I'm going to cast somebody into hell. No, Sean, this one is for you. I'm going to need you to go back up there and wait till I get through. 
gue. I got the best job in the whole world. Matthew 15. What verse did I tell you? 18? 18. 18. What does it say, Dion? But those things, those things which proceed out of the mouth, those things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. They come from the heart. Now, now, the Bible says whatever you speak, that's coming from somewhere. So even if you go, oh, that's not the root. That's not the source. The source is here. Yeah, you, are you getting this? It's coming from somewhere. Keep going. And they defile a man. That's the stuff that would defile a man. Keep going. For out of the heart, out of the heart, proceed evil thoughts. Evil thoughts come out of this heart. Keep going. Murders, murders, adulteries. Keep going. Fornication. Keep going. Thefts. Keep going. False witness. Keep going. Blasphemy. Keep going. These are the things which defile a man. You know why some folk don't pray? Because they know they got some stuff in their heart. So they figure God ain't gonna listen anyway. Lisa, how can I be praying to God for a blessing and I can't stand you? That's kind of wild, ain't it? I'm praying, Lord, help me to find somebody that's nice. And in the side of my mind, I'm thinking, I sure can't stand Lisa, though. <laughs> a lot of folk don't pray because they have no, they don't believe in prayer because they don't believe in the power of God. Because why? They ain't even gave God a chance to show up in their lives. But Rebecca, here's the thing. Now, this is what Joel ain't going to tell you. Joel, is a, he's, a, he's a cool cat. I like him. He's got swag, nice suits, nice money, nice congregation. But he's too nice. You understand what I'm saying? You have to be in the right position. So if you want to come to God, before you even start asking for a new man, you got to ask him to clean your heart so you can get set in the right position so you can stand still and watch his salvation. Is this making sense? We want to ask first, then try to work on some things. Folks say, hey, you know, I'm a work in progress. We all are work in progress. But look what you say. Progress. Progress means to move. We can't be in the same position all the time talking about we are a work in progress. No, we are, we are a work that has stopped. So now we say, I don't know what to do. I've been praying. I done asked my God sister. Because, you know, she got some power. And she's single, too. But I've been praying. I've been trying to do this thing. You know, I even, I even went to church two Sundays in a row. Two of them. And gave $5 each time. Now, that's something for me. Folk think that's position. You know why? Because they hear all these lollipop sermons. And God is good, but God also has expectations. Because I love you, and I feel you love me, and if you don't, keep fooling me, because it's, it's working. You're making me think you do. I got to tell you this, because this is a trick of the enemy. 
If you want God to bless you, if you want to be able to stand still, and stand still don't just mean keep your feet still, but you know what? You know, have you ever had stuff in your mind that's just been running 128 miles an hour? Yeah. Just going, folk talking to you, you just staring at them. Yeah. And then they say, did you hear me? Huh? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yes. If you want to get out of that mode, you have to get in the right position. Lord, take this stuff out of my mind. And it's going to happen. I have been praying to God and some crap came into my head. That's just the truth. Here I am praying to God, thinking about what I'm going to do tomorrow. You know what you got to do? Stop. That's right. Forgive me. Let me continue. Amen. Amen. Prayer works. But a lot of us don't pray because we know our heart is not right. So it's, it's not conducive to stop praying. What's conducive is to stop doing wrong. Amen. Amen. Ask God to clean your heart. Amen. Amen. And you know how often we got to ask God to clean us up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day. Yeah. Every day. That should be one of the first things. Just like you get up and take a bath. Yeah. Just like you get up and take a bath. Yeah. <laughs> Call it a bath shot. Put some water on you. That's what I'm saying. I don't care how you get it on you. Put it on you. And add just a little of that soap on there too. It works. When you don't cleanse yourself, it's like getting in the tub, must as you can be, and getting out and put on some deodorant and cologne. Time I'm ready. You gotta cleanse it. Now we know how that 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 seems crazy, right? But it also seems crazy when our heart is all messed up and we like, Lord, can you hear me? I'm here. God can hear. It's not that his ear is too heavy that it cannot hear us. But he's like, you ain't in the right position. I'm trying to. I, where are you going? You're running 100 miles an hour. And, and I'm, I'm going to conclude on this. Don't ever come here telling me, Brother Kenzie. I don't know how this happened. But I was in the mall. And this lady named Prophet Sheila came to me. And told me, oh, honey, I see the anointing all over you. I see the. <laughs> People prophesy. lie. I don't need nobody to tell me what God has for me. I don't need nobody to tell me what kind of anointing God has placed on my life. Because if I can't see it, it doesn't exist. And even if it does exist and I can't see it, I can't use it. Are you understanding? They'll pick the most wretched person in the mall to say, you're going to be God's messenger. My whole point is quit believing in fairy tales. I hope you've understood what I said today because I got to take it to heart. We got to get in the right position. We can't expect for God. To, that's why we don't know what to do. You done ran out of options. Because I'm praying it ain't working. Well, prayer does work. Well, why ain't mine working? Are you in the right position? Huh? This is what we're going to do today. If you're here today and you know you need to be baptized for the remission of your sins because you're not a child of God, you need to come and get those sins off of you. It's like, it's like, it's like having chicken that you didn't cook and you put it in a garbage can in your garage 
and it's been 95 degrees every day of the week. It stinks. You're dirty. You need to be cleansed. But Brother Kenzie, I don't do the things that I used to do. That's fine. But if you're musty already, even if you stop running, guess what? You're still going to be musty. You need to clean yourself. God needs to clean you up. Come and get baptized so you can connect with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit can make intercession for us. If you're here today. And if you are baptized and you are in the church. And you're floating. You know what a floater is? You have no roots. You have no home congregation to just settle down in and work out your soul salvation. And believe me, it works better when you have a stationary place to go. You need to get in. So we're going to do something a little different, D. If you just need prayer, I want you to stand on the wall over here. If you're already a member of, 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 of the Church of Christ, the body of Christ, and you know that um, you need a home, I want you to come and stand in the middle. And if you need to be baptized into the body of Christ, I want you to stand over here. Baptism, membership, and prayer. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is because Satan would try everything he can to keep us from getting in the right position. We all need the Lord. Am I right? Amen. Sean, what song you got for me? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's That's a good song. And don't be bashful or ashamed because this is what it's all about. We preach what the word says. You know what? I preach a lot of sermons. It doesn't matter how much I preach and how much I get up here and encourage you guys. If I'm not in the right position, I'm going to miss my blessing. Do y'all understand that? So we need to get in the right position and stand still and watch God do what he does. Sean, where you at? Come on up here. I need some folk to come on up here today. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, I thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. And I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, I thank you, and I just want to thank you, Lord. Lord, you've been so good. I thank you, I thank you. Lord, you've been so good. Lord, you've been so good. 
just wants to thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord, you saved you save my soul. I thank you. I thank you. Oh, Lord, you saved my soul. Oh, Lord, you saved my soul. And I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. I've been fortunate 